0: And welcome to Traditional Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Kara Lovick. In this episode, we're going to talk about coca plant and the coca readings that are done with the coca plant. Why do the Kiro do coca readings? What are they all about? We're going to talk about all that today. If this is the first time that you're tuning into this podcast, let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect to hear. We talk all things Amazonian and High Andean healing traditions of Peru. For nine years, I've been volunteering for various healers and more than half of that time I've spent it with Amazonian healers and Hyandian healers. So this podcast is really just about me distilling all that experience so that you can feel closer to these traditions. Now, if you're ready for traditional indigenous healing, but you don't really know where to turn to for some really authentic healers, don't worry, we got you covered. Check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com. We work on a very special project with the Curo community to connect some of the most amazing healers you will come in contact with, with people that really need them. So whether it is alleviating anxiety, depression, addiction, let a Kiro Maestro take a look at it and let us give it uh, a, a go. So check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com. Just shoot us an email. We'll be happy to connect you. In our last episode, we talked about the alliance that traditional indigenous healers have made with Mother Earth. And not only do traditional indigenous healers partner up with Mother Earth, but they get to build alliances with our kin here on Earth. We have very powerful allies, such as the sacred plants, the sacred mountains, and even the sacred animals like Cambo who are all in it with us here on this earth, who want to see humanity improve, who are basically in the same boat. If we don't survive, if we don't change our course, they are all in the same boat. So... They have come also to aid humanity. They are here to, to help us out. Depending on the tradition and depending on our alliances, we have different methods to working with our kin here on Earth and, and Mother Earth. Now, for the Kiro who were instructed by the Sacred Mountains and directly by Pachimama or Mother Earth, they were instructed and shown how to use coca readings to communicate with them. Now, the coca reading has been used for thousands of years and has become a staple of the Kiril spiritual tradition. They use it for every aspect of life, whether they're trying to find a llama that has been lost or missing for a few days, whether it is that they are trying to figure out what is going on with someone energetically and how to heal them, um or whether it's doing prophecies and looking into the future. They use coca readings for, pretty much everything. And they are able to access a very special place that houses information pertaining to the past, present, and future. Sort of how the Amazonian healer has access to the same when they work with ayahuasca, for example. Now, the coca reading is used by most Kiro practitioners because it is a pretty... Uh, easy and sure way to communicate with Pachimama and the Sacred Mountains. Now, there are some people that can communicate directly with the Sacred Mountains and Pachimama. I've only heard stories, but I have heard a, a, a Kiro who I know by the name of Malku, verify that he has seen someone who does communicate directly with uh, the Sacred Mountains and with Pachimama. And they said that they could hear the voice of the mountains. So it's very interesting because it seems like these people, there are certain people that can almost manifest this reality. it's, uh, It's really kind of an interesting world. What can I tell you? But it's very far and few that could, that could do this. Um, there's just certain people that have, you know, certain abilities, I would say. But it doesn't make someone more powerful or less powerful. It just means that you're kind of born a little differently, kind of like a left-handed person or a right-handed person. But, but there were more types of these skills back in ancient times and and people were doing some really incredible things there are a different uh different stages of alto Misa. alto miso are are the people that can communicate directly with with the sacred mountains and and pachimama and the pampa misas are the people that work with a mesa um, they are the ones who work with coca and coca readings these are these are mostly the healers that we work with now the alto misas. It's just like I said, they don't really I don't think that they really need to work with Coca because they can do it directly. But but again, it's very uh, not not the most common now, back in the day, they had even people beyond that, that they, they, they could do much more than just talk to Mother Earth and talk to um, the sacred mountains. They could talk to um, other, other levels of, of kin out in the universe. They were working with universal energies, not just Mother Earth. So they mastered this friendship, this alliance with Mother Earth, but they went beyond that as well. Um, they had one level my friend Ivan told me about called inti. It's pretty much the highest level of of human uh, attainment, you could say perhaps. Um, and in this level, it was really it was almost like the step below uniting with source, with God. And what's cool is that inti is son. And I think that it kind of parallels a lot of what you find in Christianity and 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 this kind of sort of stuff. Um, but but I would imagine that these people, yeah, they would be able to you know walk on water. They would be able to do these kind of miracles, right? Because they would be able to manipulate the energetics, um, and the it was it would be so in in such a masterful way, I suppose that they could manipulate the. Uh, the physical um but but it was in in a very pure kind of way back then i feel um i don't know too much about these people i think maybe we can do a coke reading about them um but um anyway so we did have really uh in tune people who could could probably I would say bypass the coca reading. What I love about this tradition is that even if you don't have these kinds of abilities, you could say, um, you could still be a part of the tradition. You can still read coca. You could, you know, there's still a place for you, which is incredible because no one is left behind. Everybody has the ability to do these things as long as they're willing to learn. That is a little bit about the COCA readings and, and how they are used. They're used to communicate. And although there are practitioners that can communicate directly with Mother Earth and the Apus, which I would strongly suggest that there are other practitioners that vouch for them to say, yeah, this, this is true because we could check with COCA. But yes, there are, there are still people out there that can do this. Again, very few of them, not as much as before. Um. Now, the coca plant is really incredible. I spent a lot of time around sacred plants in the jungle. I was introduced by Don Benigno and Jorge to uh, the sacred ayahuasca plant. And I, I I got to know her and I got to know that particular sacred plant. I, I also got to know Chirisinango by Maestro Gardel, who introduced me to to the plant. Now, the reason why I mentioned this is because I'm very aware of the energy that a sacred plant produces. I could tell, and what's really cool—if you ever come in contact with the ayahuasca vine, um, you should you should feel it and see what it feels like. It has a lot of power, and you know, something that I like to do with my sensitive friends because I do have ayahuasca vines um, would would be like I, I I'd put it in their hand and I'd say, what does it feel like? And I wouldn't tell them that it's a sacred plant. I wouldn't say a word. And my sensitive friends would be like, what is this? There's so much energy coming out. And I'd kind of giggle to myself. and be like, cool. And then I would pass them like a Chirisanango root, for example. And I would say, hang on to that. What do you think of that one? They're like, wow, it's so much energy. So you could really feel the power of these plants. As long as it's not like a processed vine, for example, like the ones you have on necklaces. No, you got to get a vine, right? And that's when you really can feel the power of the plant. I remember my friend Ivan, when I was over there, in Peru with the Kiro he had invited me he's like look I I want you we want you to come I think we need to work and so I was like yeah definitely and so I was over there and he's like you know I really need you to go and meet the coca plant and I said okay cool so we went to a farm out maybe it took us like two days to get to this farm and finally I saw a coca plant in person and this coca plant I I went to touch the leaves and right away I could feel the power. But as I spent more time with it, I could feel almost as if it was like, I was going to be altered, just being in the presence of this plant. It was really, really interesting. And I remember watering this plant, and I was just spending some time with this plant, and I could feel the um, I could feel the water coursing through the roots. Now this is really kind of interesting because I've been around live ayahuasca vines. I've been around live Cherusanango plants, and I didn't quite feel that. Um, and it was really kind of unique to the coca plant. Now, when the coca is used for coca readings, it is a, a very particular time for the leaves. So once you take the leaves off of the plant, you have to wait until they dry so that you can choose so that you can do coca readings. And um, and as soon as you take a leaf off of the off of that, tree, you could feel the power. I remember hanging on to a coca leaf for days because it had so much energy. It was, I can't really compare it to a crystal. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's much more alive and the energy is very different than, than a crystal I would say, but it's, and I would say more powerful for sure. Like just feeling it. So I was hanging on to one. And so here's the thing, you have to dry it but they only really chew leaves when they're green. That's really when their power is really full. And um, and that's when they chew it and that's when they do coca readings with it. It's usually between this time. Now, hanging on to coca leaves, I could tell you that that power, that energy, the essence of this plant does diminish, diminish as it gets to this more brown state of the leaves. So you definitely want to do coca readings. You definitely want to chew them between a certain kind of time. Now, when the coca leaves are, are turning brown, the cura do use them for other things, other other types of healing, other types of work, but mostly they have to be green. And um and this kind of I remember someone saying, Well, what about cocaine? And I was like, oh no, we're really we're gonna bring cocaine into this? Okay, let's talk about cocaine. Um, cocaine, by the time it becomes cocaine, there is absolutely nothing left of that plant's essence, right? So it's kind of like I told you, there's only a window where this energy, this essence is alive in the plant. But once you process it like that, the way that it's done with coca, uh, the cocaine, you've got no trace of that plant left in terms of its energetics, in terms of what makes it so sacred. So yeah, I feel like cocaine is really kind of, a weekend at Bernie's situation like you're not really hanging out with the coca you're hanging out with whatever you've got left but it isn't that's really not the same person is it a corpse is not quite the same thing as somebody that's alive um yeah so anyway so that is kind of a good understanding i think if if you kind of listen to this episode we talk a little bit about where this coca reading comes from it comes from the teachings that pachimama and the apus have bestowed upon the kiro and it is used for communication it is used for accessing past present and future it's used for prophecies. It's used for healing. It's used for finding your lost llama. Really, everything. It is a really big part of it. It is used by pampamisas or you know people that work with mesa, and um, yeah, and and basically, it's good for all kinds of stuff. And the plan is really incredible. It's got really high vibration, which is also why the kiro chew it the Kirochu a Coca and they also work with coca in order to be able to really channel this beautiful energy because Pachimama and Apus are very high frequency energies. And so to be able to communicate, you can't just, you know, use a tarot card or something. It's it's gotta even even the material of the um of what you're doing the reading with, it has to be coca. It has to be this high energy, this high vibration in order to be able to do this correctly. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got a lot from it. Check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com if you want to have a coca reading. Are you kind of wondering about something? Let us take a look at it with coca. And also check us out online. We're on Instagram. It is Traditional Medicine Miami where you can find us and follow us and we look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you so much for hanging out and we will catch you again.